As we begin a retreat, chance to go back, chance to go back to the basics, put aside the stories, the ongoing events of Sangha life, projects and traveling and topics and things to do. Let's go back to why we why we go forth, why we commit. What what do we have in common that activates us, that inspires us, that keeps us interested? How can we touch into that and also highlight it? build a foundation on it, strengthen it, learn from it, release ourselves from the attachments to time, place, events, people, our bodies, our thoughts. One of the earliest expressions (coughs) we find in the Systems of the, the Buddha used, at least it's, it's proposed to be an early one, is the, the five indriya, or these fac- support faculties, spiritual faculties, generally translated as uh, faith, sadha, energy or application, virya, sati, mindfulness. Concentration or unification of mind, samadhi, and wisdom, discernment, clarity. <coughs> Five faculties, and it's the uh, Buddha in dialogue with this Brahma deity, Brahma Sahampati, who one encouraged him to teach, says uh, these five faculties, when cultivated and developed, merge in the deathless. So, these five faculties, when cultivated and developed, merge in the deathless. Five indriya, five support faculties. So you take a word like faith, remember these are translations into English of Pali words that themselves are, all words are translations of experience. It's very kind of basic quality. We may assume that it uh, we have to have that or make that happen or believe in something but uh, my my suggestion is it's much more basic than that. Uh, that it may in fact place itself in line with the Buddha or in line with the Buddha's teachings. It may orient around that. In fact, when the Buddha first um, gave his first teaching when he came to this group of five former colleagues he said you know the doors of the deathless are open those who can listen bring forth their faith so the faith is already there as a potential and it's just really now's the time to lift it up and um, open up to it and then so it's that sense it's a a potential that we have or or a 
a quality that we have or a fundamental mode of mind that we have that can be highlighted, lifted up and placed somewhere. So you don't really, it doesn't start out with a belief, it starts out with an interest, an an openness. You might say it's an original openness, that willingness to feel there's something meaningful, something purposeful. My life can be made better, it can be something worth living for. But when we lose that quality, lose faith in a teacher or a training or the sangha, it's indeed a deeply depressing spiral. Whereby, I mean, what's the point? It's all a waste of time, you know. Why bother with all this stuff? I feel very uh, spiraling down when the sadha wears out or breaks. So we know what it's like to lose it. We feel disoriented. Our values are suddenly thrown into question. So this quality of faith is something that allows us to organize, to establish values, to find out motivation, what's the right direction. And you want to place it on something that's worthy of supporting that. So the process of the teaching is one uh, sees someone who touches that faith, that faith faculty lifts up because you see something that interests, gladdens, arouses, makes you inspired. Hmm. Because of that you draw near. You listen to what that teacher or teaching is about. You take it in. You scrutinize it. You distill the real meaning of it. The essence of that. And you work with it. Struggle with it. Until with realization you see. Then your faith becomes something more like conviction. And you know, definitely, you're confident, your ground has been established. And you can build on that. So, that openness. becomes uh, a base where motivation occurs. Because of this, we can be motivated. Yes, something worth doing. And that motivation then attracts her energy, virya. <laughs> yeah, put your heart into it, let's get going. And sometimes... Um, Chanda is used. Chanda, desire, motivation, energy, arousal. Because of that, you bear that in mind. You stay with something. You you bear it in mind, mindful. You're mindful of that teaching. You sustain it. You hold it there. Your mind gathers, collects, unifies around that. You begin to see Wisdom arises. These line up. And uh, sadha, the quality of faith, is something that um, is an openness, fundamental openness. And it has to be, which is, which is in a way it's already here. When we lose it, we close down. 
we feel confused. Without it, that openness is always, is it this, is it that? You know, not entirely certain. And then it finds something whereby this quality of motivation occurs and you check it out. You hold it there, you stabilize, you focus on it, and then you begin to see, you get the result, and it becomes conviction. Maybe that's the process of every little bit of the teaching. You know, you, get, you don't, can't get it all, but you get one bit that seems really, yeah, that's, I know that. It, it lines up. Maybe the, for me it was the Four Noble Truths, you know. So, and then once, you've, once it's established and you know it for yourself, it's conviction in the teaching, also it's confidence in yourself or in your awareness. You know, you, you know yeah, I, I, I do know this. I am someone who can learn. I do have some understanding. I may not got it all, but I've got something. So that's it's so important when that process is both uh, this fundamental original openness of faith is activated, is put to use, is, is tested against wisdom, discerned, clearly seen, and finalizes in conviction. You get confidence in your own capacities, conviction in the teaching. So I think all these words, confidence, conviction, trust, openness, they all contribute to the sense of what this faculty is about. And it's a a very important one and yet sometimes the words make us people think faith is some kind of belief or kind of slightly um, ungrounded naive and yeah it, it uh, can be it's a faculty but like every other faculty the ear, the, o, the, no, the eye, the nose, the tongue these also are faculties and get, it can get very lost when you faith openness starts to fall around something that isn't worthy of it and then not only do we lose the object of faith with that teaching or that teaching or that system lets us down we lose confidence in ourselves and we lose confidence perhaps that there is any any purposeful um, event you know just like even in (laughs) You know, to look at it another way, in the, I think, last elections, I don't know, about half the population voted. For those who could vote, because most people thought, what's the point? <laughs> you know, enough people felt it just, you know, it doesn't really, there's no faith, there's no confidence in the political system. Why bother? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily healthy, but it's a it's a sign of how many broken promises, lies, direct policy changes, um, exposures of scandals, and and can can a people sustain before their faith declines? Not so, not worthy of it. You see, faith in is not just some uh, kind of spiritual or religious thought, it's it's very fundamental to to any human societal endeavour. We don't have that, we don't bother. And then things just start to get break down, get chaotic, anarchic. 
And of course, on the mundane level, that uh, faith is challenged. You know, certainly look at you know the sangha as people. Yeah, I mean, there's some rough diamonds there. Some also some <laughs> rough non-diamonds there, <laughs> and uh, upsets and things of this nature. So we look into more well, the faith in the Aryan Sangha, faith in the Dhamma, faith in the Buddha, and then we begin to consider, well, yeah, you know, that this is where it can most clearly be placed. But then we can also recognize any quality in each and every one of us that has that sense of aspiration, uh, worthiness, nobility, virtue. You know, we see those those signs in each other. Yeah, I can I can have faith in that. I have some confidence in that. You know, it's it's not totally meaningless. We're trying, but from that original openness, there's a recognition. Yeah, it's in a one way, the mind or the has this open awareness, the potential, but it that's not enough. Because that open state gets like a like an innocent child gets seduced, gets deluded. Yeah. This is the so there is this we can go back to that quality of open awareness, just being present, quality of that, and yet you recognise that has these anutsaya latent tendencies come up that cause it to cling, to stick to tighten up, to contract, to get busy, to get confused, to get drugged by pleasure, fascinations, things of this nature. It's it's highly seducible. So we need the other, the virya. We need the wisdom, essentially, discernment, so that we don't just get uh, blindly um, lost on objects that can't support our faith. Working it out. Path from faith to wisdom means, yeah, you always start with that original open. Okay, let's see. I can take that in, look at that. Prepared to be open to that. But then you apply Sustain it mindfully, bear it in mind, be with that. And then the mind unifies around a particular theme or practice, steadies in it. You can see clearly for yourself. I think when, he, when it comes down to, to meditation, it's important to remember that process. Well, we have faith in meditation. We have a, yeah, this seems about the right thing to be doing. Yeah, and we all come here and we all want to do it. Okay, there's that. And then you, we do recognize also that uh, in, a, in a meditation practice, we get lost, we get confused. Sometimes we get very enthused by a particular system that works to a degree, but perhaps has its shortcomings or negative effects. And 
just start, and perhaps we're in a hurry to get the right thing going, to try and make it work, to get it right. What about just going back to where we start from? Faith, openness, what's necessary, what's important? Where does that close down as we sit still? There's the pressures to make something happen, to get somewhere, pressures to get away from things, to avoid things, sensory data, dazzle us, attract us, irritate us, the mind starts getting closed and full and occupied. And coming back. Using we've most people find that using the body, coming back to the upright axis. It's fairly simple why we sit, you know. Well, that's such a basic emblem of meditation, the sitting still, sitting upright. Whether your legs when you're in a chair or however you're sitting, sitting still, sitting upright. Why why that? Why not just kind of relaxing a chair or leaning over which uh, seemingly is also seems to be quite a developed idea <laughs> at the start of the morning uh, because there's a, it, it's bringing yourself into the body is a place where the energy can gather so energy, if it doesn't collect in the body, is just the mind straining, the mind wanting to become, wanting to make something happen. First of all, you gather it. Your first energy is, your first application is to come into a place where your energy can gather and simplify into being present, into being open, being awake. Before the mind starts using it all up with its notions and ideas. It's bringing it back into the body, feeling the body very completely. The base of the spine, the curve in the lower back, dropping the shoulders. You've heard this, yeah? Through the neck. Spending time just exploring, open to this. And because that's also something that's relatively easy to be mindful of. You can bear that in mind. It's, it's concrete, it's solid. It's sentient, it's sensitive. It's got all kinds of sensations and things moving into it. So it's pretty obvious, bearing it in mind. And having faith that just this. As the Sutta says in Gutra, uh, one does not touch the deathless without mindfulness of the body. So, pretty succinct statement of the central importance of mindfulness of the body as the place where our energy can gather. And trusting that. When does that quality of gathering energy, how is that held mindfully? So we keep bearing it in mind because the mind, oh, I've done this for a minute, now to the next thing. Keeping, sustaining it. 
And you find that if you do sustain it, the quality of samadhi begins to arise. Samadhi is the the mind, instead of tugging and pulling and leading, leading us on, becomes mastered. Or it's now sitting within. It's no longer running out. It's no longer falling asleep. It's no longer buzzing. It's no longer tugging this way and that way. The Buddha used the... um, Mindfulness is symbolized as a pillar or a stake which you put in the ground, firmly rammed down in the ground, and you tether the six animals of sight, the eye, sound, the ear, taste, the tongue, odor, the nose, physical touch, the body, and the mind thinking mind, you tether them to this. Otherwise they pull apart, they go every which way, following their own interests. You tether them to this, mindfulness of the body. And the image of the stake reminds us it's the upright spine, the pillar, and the particular quality of energy that arises as you focus on that. It becomes like a certain magnetic quality to it. When you feel it, it's the mind... The sense organs, the consciousness stops its tugging and slumping and, you know, shifting this way and that way. Then the sense of unification occurs, samadhi. And and then bearing that in mind, dwelling in that unification, it becomes comfortable. Mm. Not strained, but comfortable. Then you sieve out the impurities, the pushiness or the restlessness or the dreaminess, driftingness, sieving it out, cleaning it off till it becomes, you see the impurities, till it becomes bright. Then you have a sense of confidence and conviction. You feel strong, you feel good. You're in the end, this does give results. But the process begin with the openness you know, the Buddha taught this because we could do it. He taught it because he'd done it himself. He taught it because it's for our welfare, not, you know, any other reason. He taught it because it's conducive to Nibbana. He says, you can do it. You know? Otherwise, I wouldn't have bothered to teach it. And it's my mind it's often the matter of just taking one piece and moderating you know, rather than trying to get it all done in one day or getting a whole lot of understanding happening, just a little bit of understanding balanced with faith giving rise to motivation something we can apply ourselves to energy Staying with mindfulness, bearing it in mind, staying with that, sitting, standing, walking. The mind obeying, coming within, settling down, unifying, not going out into past and future, them and us, me and it, just steadying, clearing out the uh, hindrances it becomes firm comfortable then you see 
see the tendencies that cause delusion and you see the qualities that brighten, strengthen the mind. This is worth doing, isn't it? And notice that none of that is dropped. It's not like, well, now you've finished with faith, go on to wisdom. No, the, the faith just takes another turn. It becomes conviction. And you're a little more, well, now we can take this a bit further. You know? Buddha recommends mindfulness of breathing. How do you know you're breathing? How do you know you've got a body? And the mind running out, just how do you know where you are? How do you know what you have a body? What tells you that? Same thing with breathing. You know, that openness gets carried away into some this and that and the other. How do you know you're breathing? What's happening there? A very basic sense of this rhythm, rhythmic flow, warmth, change of energy from arousal to calming, breathing in, breathing out. Playing with that, working with that, to the mind again, starts to come within that instead of tugging away drifting off it and discernment looking clearly at the different qualities that are there in the breathing till your mind loses its sluggishness or its dullness makes the mind bright, sharp, comfortable this is good, this is for our welfare we can do this otherwise the wooden wouldn't have taught it and recommended it But remember the process. Start with that. If your faith dis- disappears, if you're confused, just go back to fundamental openness. You know, faith in being here. Faith in virtue. Faith in honesty. Faith in purity of mind. Faith in Buddha. So wherever it, where you, wherever it's highlighted, wherever it can be brought to the fore, then with the energy faculty applying itself to that and grounding it in the body for samadhi, for clearing the mind of hindrances. These five faculties, when, which are both innate, you know, they are uh, fundamental faculties that human beings have, but often weakly developed or not activated or sent in the wrong directions. They can be where they come together, where they are constellate around true meaning, true purpose for our welfare, for the wealth of others leading to peace and nibbana, these merge in the deathless. Deathless, the non-clinging, the release, the property of release that we have some faith in as it's possible. 
not yet realized or some release has been realized yet further has not been cultivated bearing this in mind what we need to work with resistance sullenness overexcitement impatience doubt familiar stuff find the place where the faith is established develop it from there